0: Last week, we talked about how to make your grief journey harder, and this week, I go a little deeper into your mindset in terms of what rules your thoughts, your hopes, and your actions. There are things you may be doing that will keep you stuck in your grief or stagnant in your life. These are thought prisons. Today, I'll be sharing one of the three thought prisons that might have ruled your life before, but now in grief. Is keeping you from moving forward. I'll spend a little more time on each of these because they're very important for your healing and your life's purpose. This episode comes with a truth and love alert, so be prepared to hear things that you may not want to, but know that I share them only for your benefit because I care. Hey, friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you wanna be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabinus, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggle to breathe, question God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on the couch. It is too hot now to be outside, so we are inside also a relaxing and healing place. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I hope you always feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Papua New Guinea, our spotlight country. And in the U.S., California remains the state with the most downloads this week. Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over 80 countries now. This tells me that there is a need to talk about grief and that it is felt throughout the world. So please know that whatever country or state you are in, you're not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. I know there are new listeners each week, so if that's you, welcome to the podcast you never wanted to need. I'm glad you're here because it tells me you are taking steps towards your healing. Now, for you new listeners, if you hear me talk about Monica, her faith, or her death, and you want some background, just go to my website, griefthenumber 2 greatdaycom and click on the book tab. I wrote a book called Dying to be Healed about Monica's faith journey through the last six months of her life, because they were unreal, and her death changed me. She is actually the reason that you are listening to me today. In this podcast, we'll talk about understanding grief, like understanding what you're going through because it's so confusing, processing daily life, like how do you get through the day, and growing your faith in a time where you have a lot of questions for God. So if you're just starting your journey, please know that life will change. It won't always hurt like this. It's important for you to hear that often. I promise you will be able to breathe, to laugh, and to live again. Last week, we talked about three things to do if you want the grief journey to be harder. The three things were what you say, what you do, and what you allow. I think these were all easy to digest, even if they're a little bit harder to implement. And this week, we're going to talk about one of three more things that we women tend to do in general but especially in grief, and they can be so spirit-crushing that it'll get you stuck and stagnant, stuck in your grief and stagnant in your life. These are harder to accept, and they fall under the truth-in-love category. If you haven't heard me say this before, my truth-in-love alerts are when I let you know that I'm going to be sharing a truth with great love, of course, that may hurt your feelings or even anger you a little bit. People in all stages of their journey are listening today, so if you feel a certain way when you hear some of what I have to say, then just know that you're not ready to hear it yet. That's totally okay. But also know that without truth, there is no real healing, so use it as a seed for future growth. As you go through the healing process of grief, you're basically reinventing yourself and you're rebuilding your life. When you experience a life-changing loss, your identity changes because the roles you played before, like wife, mother, sister, daughter, friend, caretaker, and others, they're gone, and it'll make you question who you are. This brings us to the first thought prison, which is living in the past versus learning from the past. In the first year or two after your loss, thinking about your loved one and wanting your life back, that is not living in the past. That's just processing your loss. If, however, you are five years along your journey and you find yourself thinking only of the past or you're staying in the bed specifically because of your loss, then, my dear friend, it is time to get help. This is not God's plan for your life. I know you thought your story was y'all's story, you and your loved one. But you are still walking this earth, which means your story, it's not yet over. Your story will be very different than you imagined or planned and maybe incredibly hard to the point that you don't want to walk it alone. But there is still more for you to do. There is still a purpose for your life. The hard news, and notice I didn't say bad news, the hard news is that you have to reinvent yourself and rebuild your life. Your identity's changed, and that is confusing and scary, and you may resent it because you have to do the things your loved one once did, things that you had never had to do before. With healing, which comes from time and the grief work that you do, you'll begin to think in the direction of who you are becoming, not who you were. You may want to stay who you were, but that's just not possible after such a loss. The good news is that you will get to choose who you become. You'll get glimpses of wanting to do something, even if you don't know what that something is yet. So use your past, both the victories, the mistakes, the things you would have done differently, to direct your new and, yes, different future And no, it does not matter how old you are today. It is never too late. Let me say that again. It's never too late. I know that's almost cliche. So to prove my point, (laughs) here are four people who had their later years as their best years. Grandma Moses, she didn't pick up a paintbrush until she was 78 years old. She became Young Woman of the Year at the age of 88. Julia Child didn't learn to cook until she was 36, and this French chef would be syndicated to 96 stations throughout the U.S. Morgan Freeman was 50 when he was in his breakout role. Now he's made more than 50 movies and been nominated for five Oscars. Duncan Hines, now I know that you've used one of these cake mixes before, but Duncan Hines was a real person who didn't discover his culinary career until he was 55. I share those people to not only show you that it's never too late to fulfill your purpose, but also to show you that God's timing, it's not our timing. He can do in a day what we haven't been able to do in a decade. Don't forget he created the world and you in six days. And there's not a one of us listening who can create even a leaf on a tree. We think our plan was the plan, but that's not correct. It's not biblical. His plan is the plan, and we have to get on board with that. And there was another truth and love nugget. That was hard So hard for me to accept because I really did think that I saw how my life was going to go. It had been so hard in the beginning and finally I was feeling like I was making an impact. I had purpose and then everything was upside down again. And I'm like, well, why why are you doing this to me? Why do you keep flipping my life? See, those thought processes are my thought processes. They are about my plans my goals, my vision, and not His. In the past, I've looked back with regret that I didn't start this ministry earlier, that I didn't write the book I promised God I would write until over a decade after I made the promise. But now I look back with gratitude because I wouldn't have been ready. I see that so clearly now. God's timing and His plan for our lives, it's what's best but many times that can be so hard to trust, especially in grief. Please know the truth of Jeremiah 29:11. Our word of the week remains truth for your life. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Yes, a future even now. Now you're going to react in one of three ways To me, saying that you cannot live in the past. So if it made you a little angry or was unsettling, it's because your loss is too fresh. Or if it's been many years, you may be stuck. If you kind of shake your head in agreement, got one foot in, one foot out, but you don't know where to begin, that's okay. Just be grateful that you're to that point. That's progress. And if you're like, oh yeah, I'm I'm wanting to move forward. I want to find my purpose. I know I'm supposed to be doing something more, but then just breathe and let God lead you in the right direction. Don't force this. Just look around you and see what you've been doing that brings you joy. Think about the things that get you excited or the passions you used to have, and maybe you put them to the side for whatever reasons. See, this is how you learn from the past and let it guide your next steps. So to recap, Your first important truth for healing and rebuilding and for getting free of a detrimental thought prison is that you cannot live in the past, but you can learn from it. As you drive down the road in your car today and you look in your rearview mirror, think about what I've said. As you're driving, you glance in the mirror to see what's behind you. But if you only look in the mirror, you're not going to see what's in front of you and you will never reach your destination. That's how grief and your life is. You're always going to glance back to the past. You'll honor the one you loved and lost. But you must also continue to move forward. So your eyes, they have to be forward and not looking behind you. Y'all, every day is important. Every day is a fork in the road. And it is in the daily grind of life that momentum and transformation occur. Next week, I'll share two more important truths to help you stay out or get out of a thought prison that can keep you from your purpose. So your journey works or the work of your journey this week are what things make you feel stuck? What things make you want to move forward? An easy way to do this is when you think about doing something, does it make you kind of cringe or does it get you excited and motivated? So this week, I want you to think about these things. I want you to pray for strength and wisdom for your next best step. By listening to this episode, it tells me that you are doing the work of grief. And I know that is not easy. So if you're ready to take another step towards your healing, there are more resources on the website. Grief, the number two, greatday.com. If you don't have a home church, visit mychurchopendoorchurch.com. Links to everything you need are going to be in the show notes. They include the private Facebook group. And in the meantime, remember who holds your future and know that you are not alone. And keep on coming back to the house, keep sitting on this couch, and keep taking those steps, however small or slow, towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up, If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website. The link is below. And sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, Grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.